Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Last week, Colin, we started a very exciting new series of programmes based on Acts of the Apostles. You're calling it Acts for Today. And uh, you gave us a little teaser on Friday's programme um, about what happened on the day of Pentecost and why it was that when the disciples were gathered together, they heard a noise and the Holy Spirit turned up like fire. Well, let me read the opening verses of chapter two of um, of the Acts from the truth version. It was on the day of Pentecost when they were all gathered together that suddenly there came a sound from heaven like the blowing of a gale force wind filling the place where they were meeting. They saw coming upon each of them what appeared to be flames of fire. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages that the Spirit gave them. The Spirit comes not as a gentle breeze, but as a gale force wind. He comes as flames of fire. And what I was explaining on Friday was Jesus is the only one in Scripture upon whom the the Spirit descended as a dove, gently, peacefully, because there was nothing in him to resist the Spirit. He was in that state of perfect uh, unity with the Father. Whereas even though the disciples here had been going through 10 days of prayer and I'm sure getting themselves right with God, right with one another, so that all the jealousy and and uh, the issues that clearly existed between the disciples in the time of the Gospels were being dealt with uh, because the church now is about to expand very fast so there wouldn't be any time for the disciples to be squabbling and jealous. They would have to disciple these thousands of people. They would. They needed to be in the unity that Jesus had prayed, Father, may they be one. But even though they'd gone through that uh, whole process, when the Spirit came, he had to literally blow through their lives and blow out of their lives the things that were not of God. The refining, purifying fire of the Spirit Uh, had to cleanse them uh, so that their bodies became temples of the Holy Spirit, temples of God's presence. So they would have physically been aware of this wind and the sound of it. Yes, I mean, we we had a time uh, when our our team was having a conference here um, a couple of years ago when this gale-force wind hit the... the, um, uh, the place where we were meeting, and it was a perfectly still evening. There was no wind outside. There just came this, this mighty rushing wind, and the Spirit of God came upon people. And um, then it was absolutely calm again. Uh, I've I've known people experience the fire. I haven't actually seen tongues of fire, although others have told me that even at some of the meetings where I've been at, that they saw these tongues of fire over people. So there can be these manifestations still. But it's not, you know, we don't want to focus on the manifestations. We want to focus on what the Holy Spirit produces in people. And uh, this was the fulfillment of what Jesus had been promising these disciples at the Last Supper, that the Spirit of truth would come upon them to guide them into all the truth. And when Jesus was preparing them for this, he didn't talk about gifts of the Spirit, he didn't even talk about fruits of the Spirit. He didn't talk about tongues. 
at least not to our knowledge. There's no record of him doing that in Scripture. Uh, he, he really talked about the nature of the Spirit. This is the Spirit of truth. This is the Holy Spirit, the Counselor, the, the one who is exactly like Jesus, because there are only two counselors in the New Testament, Jesus, the mighty counselor, and then the Holy Spirit, who is the other counselor that is exactly like him. So what Jesus was really saying is the truth of God is now going to blow through your lives. So you see, what happened on the day of Pentecost is that everything that did not belong to the truth literally got blown out of their lives, purged out of their lives with fire. And when people really get filled with the Holy Spirit, rather than have a little tickle, if you understand what I mean, uh, this is what happens to them. Their, their lives get purified, refined. They come into a whole new place with God, new relationship with God, a new walk with God. Uh, and that's what it really means to be filled with the Spirit. It's not just to have an experience so that now I can speak in tongues and now I can um, be used to bring a word of prophecy. Uh, the Holy Spirit is, is much greater than that. He's the one that draws us into that unity and closeness of relationship with the Lord Jesus and with God the Father so that then we can walk in unity with him. Now, was this for their benefit, Colin, or was it for the benefit of the people? Because obviously it happened at a time of a biblical feast, Pentecost, a few days after, a while after Passover. Jerusalem was full of people from the nations. What, what about the timing of this? Well, first of all, we need to understand that everything that God does in the lives of his people is done first and foremost for the Lord's sake. Not for our sake, but for his sake. Because everything that he does, he does according to his purpose. So you could say that whatever he does is first for the Lord, second for the purpose of his kingdom, and thirdly for our benefit because he's calling us to be used to fulfill the purpose of his kingdom. So he, he doesn't fill people with the Holy Spirit, baptize them with the Holy Spirit as was happening here, for the benefit of, of uh, those people as people. He is doing it so that they can fulfill their call, so that they can fulfill the ministry to which he is calling them. Now, God, you see, has, has a purpose for every person in his body. So he wants uh, every believer to be filled with the Holy Spirit to empower that believer to fulfill the plan and purpose that God has for his life as part of the overall purpose that he has for his body. Well, clearly the impact that they had was enormous in the city. Well, absolutely. Um, uh, in those days, you didn't have all the media that we have now to communicate what goes on. But when the Spirit of God moves powerfully, people get to hear of it. And... You see, at first, this strange manifestation of people speaking in different languages attracted a crowd. But the important thing is what happened to the crowd. So let, let's just read on uh, from verse 5. At this season, many God-fearing Jews from different nations were staying in Jerusalem. The sound of the believers speaking in all these languages caused a crowd to gather. They were bewildered because each of them heard the believers speaking in their own native languages. This so Astounded them that they asked, surely all these men are Galileans, aren't they? How is it possible then that we hear them speaking in our own languages? 
For among us are Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, those who live in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the area of Libya near Cyrene. There are visitors from Rome, both Jews and those converted to Judaism, and also Cretans and Arabs. Yet we hear these men speaking of God's wonders in our own languages. They were so amazed and perplexed that they questioned among themselves, what could this mean? So, you see, uh, the interesting thing is that that um, these disciples really were speaking real languages that were intelligible to this crowd, this multinational crowd um, that gathered. But what did they hear them saying? They heard them proclaiming the mighty wonders of God. Uh, you see, the Holy Spirit, when he works through us, always directs the focus to God. This is why Paul later was to say, he who speaks in a tongue speaks to God. The focus is, is on God. So um, uh, those who speak in tongues are also edified. Why are they edified? They're built up in their faith in God because the Holy Spirit directs our focus and attention to God, to the Father, to Jesus. So uh, this really if it caught the attention of the people. Now, of course, there are always the negative ones. However, it says in verse um, uh, 13, there were some who ridiculed the believers, suggesting they are merely drunk. So then Peter stepped forward together with the other 11 apostles and shouted to the crowd, Fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, listen to me. These men are not drunk, as some of you suggest. After all, it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, what you see here is the fulfillment of the prophecy spoken by Joel. God says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Then your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will be given visions, and your old men dreams. In those days I will pour out my spirit on my servants, both men and women, and they will prophesy. I will demonstrate wonders in heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood, fire, and clouds of smoke. The light of the sun will disappear and the moon will look like the color of blood before the great and glorious day when the Lord comes. All who call on the Lord's name will be saved. So, first of all, Peter quotes these prophetic words from Joel. Now, we just need to, to, to notice some important truths here. Before this event, the Holy Spirit was not poured out or poured into the lives of anybody. Even though these disciples had been with Jesus for three and a half years, they had not been filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, Jesus had sent them out to preach and to heal in his name, to extend the kingdom of God, and the Spirit would have gone with them and working with them, but was not working in them and through them. And remember when Jesus appeared to them in his risen body, he told them that they were to wait before they went to uh, start to preach the gospel, because when they went, they would need to go in the power of the Spirit. So the question that we need to face tomorrow is why did uh, Peter use these particular verses from Joel and what is their significance? You've been listening to Faith for Today presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 